0: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: The Celtic Exchange. A fresh insight on Celtic Football Club.
0: This is episode 76 of TCE Tuesday, brought to you by the Celtic Exchange. This is Tino, and this week I'm joined by Muff and Paddy as Celtic opened up a two-point lead at the top of the table after another week of drama in the cinch Scottish Premiership. Muff, we've seen Angie's team play far better than they did on
1: Sunday, but a comfortable win in the end and a good three points. Absolutely. Hello, Tino. Hello, Paddy. Hello, listeners. Yes, job done. I think it was one of those weekends where the three points was an absolute must. You go into the game... We everything in your favour in terms of a home game nearest rivals already dropped points you just have to win the game and get out of dodge and, and we did that, albeit that to summarise it so succinctly isn't really doing it any justice I think there's a lot more to dig into and I think we're going to do that over the next hour or so mm-hmm. You know this show too well my That is exactly what we're going to do It's like I've been coming here every week Paddy, as Mivsy
0: has given the result at Easter Road on Saturday, it was crucial to keep the, the momentum going and any sort of win would do uh, against Arts.
2: Yeah, any sort of win, obviously, we, you take that. You know, there's there's definitely going to be games where we're off the boil, and um, we want to make sure that we, we still go and capitalise on on the mistakes from from Saturday. So we did just a a few things are just a concern for me, but obviously we'll we'll come on to that through through what we're going to speak about today. But just no, happy to get the three points, and um, it could have been probably more. I'd say it could have been more if we were just at four a, points. Aye, aye, um, <laughs> but I'd say if it. Um, if we were a bit more, like, don't know, a bit more dynamic, yeah. I think we could have scored a few more.
0: You seem like you might be ready to vent, Paddy, and I'm,
2: I'm here for this. I've had time to stew. Um, I, I think it was more down to the fact that it took me an hour and a half to go home for the party yesterday. That's a that's another story. Um, I just think that, looking at yesterday's performance, I'm just a little bit concerned about the mid-three that we went with yesterday. I thought McGregor, for me, was only one that gets p- pass marks.
1: I, I thought McGregor was outstanding.
2: Aye, same, same. You I really I really did. Um, but I also thought he was doing, a, again, a bit more running for the other, uh, for the other two in Turnbull and, and, and O'Reilly.
1: I don't think he can play two of them again.
2: Nah, that, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It was slowing, slowing things down for me, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. So let's get into all of that and more just shortly. So on today's show, we'll cover all the action from that one against Hearts as a Kevin Clancy-inspired Celtic stole all three points from Robbie Nielsen and his men. Uh, we'll also look ahead to the excitement of Thursday's Champions League group stage draw and at who Celtic may face as we get set to return to European football's top tournament. We'll then return to on-field matters with a look ahead to the visit to Tannadice as we face an under-pressure Dundee United on Sunday in the Scottish Premiership. So, to Sunday's game at Celtic Park. Math, as I say, a 2-1 in the end. Definitely fair to say we weren't at our brilliant best on the day, but sometimes you've
1: just got to go and see out the win, and, and that's what we've done. Yeah, yeah, we did. I was there. I thought, listen, anyone coming to Celtic Park... It's their prerogative and how they approach it. Absolutely. I have absolutely no issue with a team coming to play for a nil-nil draw or to keep it as tight as they possibly can for as long as they possibly can and then try and do something in the latter stages of the game. What I saw yesterday was a team still trying to time-waste 8-5 minutes a goal down. So I don't really quite know when that sort of counter-attack blitzkrieg's going, going to really come. Um, I, I just think Hart's own tactics come back and bite them in the back, bit them, sorry should I say, in the back side because... For a spell in that game, Hearts were on top of us, and had they shown a wee bit more desire and pushed us a wee bit harder, I think they could have got something mm-hmm. for the game. And I think that that probably and, and that's on Nielsen, a hundred percent on Nielsen and how he set that team up. Admittedly, they had to make changes because of the, the European game, but in my opinion, Hearts got what they deserved from the game because of how they came and set up seen some wild takes on, on Twitter around oh, we were struggling against Hart's B team that w- wasn't a struggle for the point of view I think we created 10 clear goal scoring yeah. opportunities around that, prior to any players being sent off, I think it was just one of those games where a team's defending really deep and you're trying to break through, break through they interrupt play, they go down for injuries, they block us trying to play out quickly You know, ball boys are getting the ball back, they're, they're can I stop the play, and down injured, niggly wee fouls, trips, that's fine. That's all part and parcel of it. But when you come to Celtic Park, play like that and don't get any rewards for it and the referee then enforces action later in the game because it's been going gone on all game, don't cry about it. I
2: agree. I, th- I think like there was a lot of chat from Hearts leading into this season. I think their director of football had actually said that, you know, we're not there to try and finish third. He's a good guy. Um, They're there to try and... and uh, and and try and split split uh, basically Celtic and Rangers have and yeah I kind of get they've maybe looked at yesterday as a bit of a free hit right the the, the big game for them is in Thursday and by the way absolutely brilliant if they go and get into the Europa League group stages I, I heard some crazy chat on sports yesterday that they'd maybe prefer it maybe be better for Scottish football if they went into the they were just happy with the Conference League because they could get more more coefficient points but if you're a manager if you're a footballer you want to be playing against the best. That's the target, you've got to try and get in there.
0: We we spoke last week about the, the lack of ambition from some folk in the game, particularly some commentators in the game, yeah. and that just screams in that. Uh, you've got a chance for one of your teams out with Celtic and Rangers to go and compete at a decent level and you're saying,
1: maybe we should just settle. But, what a mindset. But, which is fair enough, but I don't think that's coming for Hearts. No, because, it's not. Because if you look at that, you'll, Hearts have went and rested players yesterday. Yeah so that they can get through and then Joe Savage has come out with the stuff Aye. you know pre-season to say well we're not here to make up the numbers mm-hmm. and that's probably why they're so scabbing about yesterday because they've seen it as an opportunity they kind of got fairly close you know they, they, they did a wee bit of pressure on us at times it was only 1-0 for a large part of the game they probably feel it's an opportunity missed my point is if you'd actually came with a bit more ambition you might actually go something
0: but, well that's it uh, I mean if you come and have a go and you fail then that's fine and, and everyone can put their paws up and go back through to Edinburgh but they set out in such a way you're right, if there was a real spell the opening 10 minutes of the second half they were well on top and it phases maybe from
1: 80 minutes onwards. And if we hadn't brought Hatati's height off the bench to, to intercept the few corners that he did we'd have been struggling.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, I just think like on, on what we're, we're kind of talking about there it was their approach and I think that they were quite happy with that to be honest. He's getting a good look at his second string and he's also been able to see right, if we end up qualifying on Thursday I know what I need to bring in if they need to bring in any more players. I just think that that's yesterday was a free hit for them. I mm. really do. Um, for us though, for us, as you look at that starting lineup, seven changes, one of them being a, a very good goalkeeper in Craig Gordon, in the sense that you know we should be testing the backup keeper who apparently not a lot of people think are confident in. Apparently, they're still looking to try and get another goalkeeper as well. And I just thought the urgency from the the full the full team yesterday was really poor. Was really put uh, apart from McGregor.
0: Yeah. Um well that was something I was gonna to put to you in particular, Paddy. So my hearts definitely set out to frustrate and there's, there's seven yellow cards, leading a couple of red cards will tell you that. But in addition to that, her passing just it wasn't quite as sharp as we know it can be. And I was gonna ask if you put that down to anything in particular
2: or or just one of those days, or, or you know, what's your your theory? Um I I, I can't really put a, a a point like a pin on it. I can't I can't exactly see why it's went like that yesterday. I'm going on possibly the two of O'Reilly and Tumble, just not not giving that much space, um, or not moving into the space quick enough in order for the link up that you kind of get with um, with Taylor down the left or Jota down the left. They weren't they weren't moving into the spaces quick enough, and at the time they were getting there, a lot of the time they were getting closed down, and hearts were stifling us. I just thought the performance for myself was quite lackluster. I thought that. If you look at the body language of some of the guys yesterday as well, the first 10 minutes it was look up, couldn't see the pass. And I know we do the recycling, but there's normally a bit of zip about it. It's a lot quicker. I just felt it just looked very lethargic. Even going off the uh, players coming off for a sub and you actually see Cal McGregor. I can't remember who he ran up to. He's basically saying move, mm. got off the park. Because these that that this season, we don't know how this is going to pan out. I've said obviously plus twenty. I still think that, that that could be a good thing. I still think we could get that. But at the end of the day, we're also thinking, you know, it could be a battle. It could be down to goal difference. We don't need players walking off when it's one 0 and hearts are possibly still thinking, you know, we could nick a draw here.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of folk maybe left Celtic Park a wee bit underwhelmed. You know, I would say three points was the most important thing. And it's do you know what it's good to have a wee moan when you're you're getting three points and you've won four games at a four and you're 36 games unbeaten so all good there but just to talk things through Math I mean how did you feel about it I, I'm not as um, frustrated as, as you seem to be Paddy I, I was I was looking forward to maybe a bit of a goal fest which mm-hmm. we never got don't get me wrong but I was also very comfortable within the game and you know you want to see 3, 4 and 5 but I was happy enough with two but we know we can play much
1: better I think that the bar's been set quite high this season the reason being that we know to be excited by Andy's second season based on what he's done previously at other clubs. And we've also seen glimmers of that cohesive, like free phone machine this season that would suggest that we're going to improve every game. Probably Paddy's frustration comes from, he would view it as, that was a, a, a wee bit of a, not a stumble in terms of points, but in terms of progressing game by game, because that's Angie's mantra. Mm-hmm. We want to get better if we played better than we did in the last game. I think it would probably be fair to say we didn't play better against Hearts than we did against Kilmarnock albeit that I would say there's a fair gap in the quality of the opposition there yeah. Kilmarnock compared to Hearts I think in Hearts we're playing what will be our toughest game other mm. than when we play Rangers so when you put it in that context as I say I went there not expecting a goal fest I think most folk in the bus did I went there expecting it to be tough my pre-match prediction was 2-1 and it turned out to be pretty much how I thought it would be but actually during the 90 minutes it was fairly a tough watch at times and the lack of free-flown football I don't necessarily just attribute to Celtic I attribute that to Hearts as well because of the way Hearts set up so mm. you'll get I mean through the course of a season we never play well <clears> every <throat> game this was just one of those games where the situation over the weekend how the weekend had developed had happened and we knew exactly what we had to do and I think you just need to praise the players for finding a way because all that matters is they find a way That they're, they're, they're gaining that sort of relentless mentality and you could see they just kept going kept going right to the end I'll always be happy to have
0: players who are disappointed to win 2-0 if that makes some sort of sense because as you say we've set the standard side since Sanchez come in Callum McGregor leads with that message he carries that message for the manager and I think maybe he and a couple of others just felt that frustration that it you know just didn't quite click in the day and you know I've maybe given the players an out by saying you know maybe it's just one of
2: those days but I suppose it's up to Celtic to find the solution when it is one of those days. I, I totally agree. And I, I kind of go with what you're saying. With uh, There was just a wee bit of an air of, um, you know, we've won. We've got the three points. We move on for mm. that. from that performance. And listen, I've no doubt that they will. Um, I just think it raised a few questions for me. Are, 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 we, are we up to speed? Probably not. We're not playing two games a week. like We're, we, we're used to it at the start of every season. Do we need to get that quickly? Yes, because that, if, if that's going to be midfield three going you know, into the Champions League games, it's going to be very, very difficult, in my opinion. And it raised the question, do we need another player in midfield in front of McGregor? Um, whether it be O'Reilly or tumble or, Turnbull or Hattati, drop drop out for a player that's just ready to go in there, because I still think we're lacking that quality just in behind. Yeah, and let's get a wee
0: chat through on that. I've seen some people call for the double pivot situation where you have somebody like Moy sitting alongside McGregor in Europe. I'm not too sure I just don't think Ange changes the system mm-hmm. I think we've discussed that at length and I think he'll keep his 4-3-3 um, in effect Hatay's impact was notable when mm-hmm. he came on um, we, we've spoken at length on David Turnbull we don't need to dwell
1: on that I think he's a talented boy I think, I think we all agree he's a talented boy yeah. I, I, What I don't like even though I've probably already been guilty of it myself and saying that Riley and Turnbull kind of play together I just think that's the two of them are really good players I just think that's a combination thing same as Riley and Rogic became a bit of an issue last season in terms of fluidity movement in the midfield yeah. I would say the same with Turnbull um, McGregor, no McGregor Turnbull and O'Reilly mm-hmm. but I hate the fact that after a performance like that there's always got to be a scapegoat and it was Turnbull for what i seen yesterday mm. folk just kind of gone for, gone for Turnbull it, it, just to me that just gets a bit tiresome you're allowed to have a bad game you're allowed to you know it's still the start of, start of the season it's it's fine and, and that's what these games are for in effect is that you're you're trying to find the, the key. You're trying to find the thing that works. The, the changes have been enforced on Ange because Hitachi's been injured and he's not came straight back in because the team's been working well. Ange's went three games unchanged and you know what? We've then run into a team that is probably a bit more robust, probably stood up to us a bit more, made sure there wasn't as much space as in other games In the midfields kind of struggled with their movement as a result. What you did see when Hitachi came off the bench was a, just a bit more dynamic movement. Mm-hmm. So that immediately tells you, right, well, it looks like Hitachi's come on with a point to prove my challenge to Hatati would be to play like that for a longer period of time because when he had started the Aberdeen game, he didn't play anything like no. what he played when he came on against ours. Mm-hmm. So, if you're Ange, you're probably pulling the last remaining strands of your hair out. You're trying to find that
0: consistency. And I agree, like anything on, on Turnbull after Sunday is harsh because he he was fine. He did a decent I game. Thought, I thought he done all right. I don't think anyone was great for Celtic. Mm. I think you lads are probably right in saying McGregor was probably the standout. I thought it was excellent. Everyone else was fine. Six, seven out of ten, whatever you want to call it. um But I think it's maybe been highlighted in Turnbull in the fact that Hatati came on and definitely gave things a lift. He brought a new energy. So it's easy to say Turnbull murder, Hatati amazing, all that kind of stuff.
2: My worry with Turnbull on that and, I, you know, we're, we're all watching the same game but we'll all absolutely all have different takes in certain parts of it. My thinking was is that he, he misplaced a, a, a pass and I think it was maybe one too many on the day because he's then hooked in the 50th minute to bring Hatati on. And I don't know, like, I'm, I'm going with what I've I've, I've heard Ange kind of talk about and he, he did say the game was very stuffy. It was very stop start and it was. Hearts, that was their game plan. I don't know if he's he's maybe given them a bit of a rollicking yesterday. I, I, I just think, you know, Time, time, of, like you say, it, it's what you said, it starts now, it, it's time it's time to really ramp it up a bit because we can't go into this sheepishly, we can't go into the next month sheepishly, we can't.
1: I think it's expectation, Paddy, I think you're right. I think because everybody's went to the game expecting us to march on and it's maybe just been a wee drop in that when we're expecting it to ramp up. I think that's it. On the point of Turnbull, the goal doesn't happen without him. He, no, he, no, plays, no. he plays a pivotal part in the goal. Probably. So if he goes and... Sits his backside down the bench after 55 minutes, knowing that he's contributed to that mm-hmm. brilliant. I mean, there's obviously still a lot of work to do, Maeda does, br- but without that e- pass being in that exact place at that exact pace, the goal doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. That allows Maeda to take the touch by the probably penalty, possible penalty shot right. in there as well because he's got, he's got his two arms around him as yeah. well. Um, but it's a cracking goal. Unfortunately, we just didn't really seem to kind of pick up again after that. I, I think the we, we Turnbull. I do think there's an element. It's a tired cliché, right? and I'm sorry for even raising it, but I think there's an element because he's Scottish. I think that does come into it with the mentality with that. I'm not saying you, Paddy, because obviously you've got a brain, but <laughs> th- th- there is a. I-, I do think there is a certain element where a foreign name just seems more attractive than somebody that's homegrown. Mm. Um, I-, I think Turnbull starts speak for themselves I think Andrew hates him because he tries to get him in the team as often as he can whenever he's fit I think the issue is aesthetics and how, how he looks when he's when he's on the park and that he is a wee bit more cumbersome than, than other players however I think think what he offers he's got a bit of grace a bit of elegance a bit of poise in the ball because he's not running around flying into tackles charging around it always creates suspicion amongst that a, a higher percentage of the, the Scottish football fan I would say so I think that kind of counts against him. But but for me, I just think he's an extremely talented player and he's worth bearing with.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that my wholeheartedly. Um, Paddy, you'd mentioned something about maybe Ange in general not being best pleased. Mm-hmm. You could maybe pick up some of that from his post-match interviews. I missed this at the time, but a mate was telling me that he also didn't come round for the the lap of honour, the yeah. traditional lap of honour. Yeah, I would say that's potentially one of the only times since he's been at Celtic Park that that's not happened. From day one, he's been out applauding the fans and maybe he feels that he or the team didn't deserve it. Right. You know, maybe something like that. And I think, you know, people might listen to to the show this week and think, geez, what are they going on about the 1-2-0, oh, three points and those, those three clowns are moaning. Or <laughs> not moaning, but now's the time to maybe Sorry, Miff. I'm not on like, I've been sunny side up. Right, got you sunny so, side up. So these two clowns, as a point better, to mean Paddy. Much better. More mostly
2: so just me, sorry, Tino. This, no, no.
1: This one, been, this one clown over here, no, my no. clown. T- T- Tino, Tino's been going, Tino's <laughs> been, been <laughs> winding you up. I just ask questions, my and ah, get yeah. him going.
0: But, you know, as as we've mentioned at different times, it's a good position to be in when you can have a just a wee gripe. It's not a full-on moan, is it? But a wee gripe when you're on the up. And I think it was because as the as the games were ticking along, we were a wee bit better. Aberdeen was decent, wee bit better against Ross County, big bit better against Kilmarnock, back home to Celtic Park on Sunday, and you go back down the dip. But listen, life and progress doesn't go in straight lines, Paddy. Oh, There's ups and downs and peaks and troughs, so that's the way that's gone. One thing I thought um, you'd mentioned in general, just, you know, some body language and different things. I actually thought, so I'd done the post-match with James after the show, and my take... From the first half certainly Was I thought the work rate Off the ball was exceptional I'm clocking guys like O'Reilly Tracking back Winning back possession The final third Maeda does it now as a given And various guys So as much as sometimes The quality wasn't there On the ball And the, the sharpness I don't think there was Any lack of work rate No and
1: again I think It's just the standards That have been set And what we expect it's, it's a good thing That expectation's high You know We're not going there Just going I mean remember last season that We were scratching around For victories at this point Last season Aye. At so, this point last year we had two wins out of four, four, out of four. You know it, it's all relative to what you're trying to achieve You know we, we we want to retain the title So in order to do that domestically we want to be at our best But also like Paddy said it's what's looming in the horizon More than just Dundee United and Rangers It's then the fact that you're going to be getting drawn in Probably a really really tough Champions League group And that you're seeing enough about the team just now you know, because there's a very real possibility you could begin getting into a Champions League away fixture with McGregor, Turnbull and O'Reilly as you're starting three midfielders. You're wanting to see enough from them to suggest that you're going to be comfortable with that. And, and I, I take Paddy's point that just there was a wee bit of lack of cohesion, but by the same token, it's still early in the season. We're True. still trying to build that momentum. We're not playing twice a week like we have been accustomed to over many seasons, and some players in the squad will have been used to. I don't know, it just, I mean, it was a funny game. It was a funny game, but I'm blaming hearts, blaming Jambos. Don't blame us. <laughs> I find out. Um, the last thing I'd like to debate with you lads before we move
0: on to other things, I tweeted last night from, from our official account about Moy's performance, right? i seen that, Tino. Mm. Right, well, It sounds like there's a debate to <laughs> man. I thought he was really decent. Right, I thought he went on. He's a wee bit slow, um, but I thought he was very composed in the ball. I don't think he gave the ball away and he made a really, really important block with maybe six, seven minutes to go. And he also played a part in the breakaway that led to Sibic getting sent off. He had a really good interception. And all in all, I thought he'd done very well and I think there's better to come. That received a very mixed response on Twitter. My, your
1: eyes are giving me a very mixed response. I, I think right it's now. going to receive a mixed response in this room. Were you away at the toilet when he gave the ball away in the half, really? I must have been. Thank, Thank you were.
0: So what was your take in general in my and Moy?
1: Um we seem to have cloned McCarthy and took his hair away.
0: <laughs> so that is some of the, the, the tweets that, that were coming back at us saying he does nothing more than James McCarthy done. I, I don't I I really don't I don't think he does. Uh, yeah, so no upgrade for you Matthew No, nope, absolutely not Pointless signing Already he's, he's about three and a half weeks in the door No, draw.
1: no, no I'm not saying it's a pointless signing I'm just saying Cliché of mine Football is watched with your eyes What I saw yesterday Was a guy playing like Now sometimes when you're B And somebody's da Sometimes Came and filled in it with like, fives <laughs> or sevens And they would just like stroll about and, Easy ball wee man Spread. Easy ball wee man in. You, On you go I'll Roll it right under the foot go, go on, on you go You do the run A bit of that yes great block I read the game brilliantly but I, I would expect that for a 32 year old ex-international or current international player he'll go to the World Cup um, if he's you know enough that I would expect that he just to me much like McCarthy doesn't he look a fit for the way that we want to play the game where it's dynamic he does not look a dynamic footballer that's I'm not saying uh, listen I watched him when he played with Huddersfield he's a very effective footballer he, he's creative can score goals when he plays further up the park Clearly he can, he can dictate the play but, but to me maybe he's going to need a couple of months but it's hard when you get signed at the time much like McCarthy suffered for the last season when you get signed at that time when the season's more or less started and you're not going to get a run of games McCarthy would love 10 games in the first team he's mm-hmm. probably not going to get it mm-hmm. Moy would love the same has he got to get it I, I'm not too sure because I think there'd be about of an uproar if Hitati, McGregor or Aurelio or really were dropped from so I'm, I'm just not quite sure on it, I just hope in time that progresses, but I wouldn't have said I watched that cameo yesterday and went, "Ah, that's alright. That's
0: funny because Paddy, you said not long ago there
1: that we
0: all watched the same game, but that's amazing the different takes, because I thought it was pretty decent, I've got to be honest, <laughs> and at least 50% of Twitter agree with him, the good, the good 50% as <laughs> well. Um, well, I'm part of the bad 50. Yeah. I mean, and, you're, and I'll, I'll get your take on it in a week second, Paddy, but he's, um, you're right, you know, he's, he's behind the curve. He didn't get a proper pre season. I don't know what level he was playing at when he was out in China. Um, and who knows? What will be interesting is the games come thick and fast. So after Dundee United, we're then, then Ross County midweek, then the Rangers game, and then there's all sorts of in Champions League, and, and there'll be loads of games to contend with. And we might start to see a lot more of them, and then we can properly judge them. So I think it's early bells to be cutting the guy down yeah. Although I know you're not saying that, much But what about you, Paddy? You can have your go at him now
2: I just, It's not really a go I just I was really surprised that we did sign him, to be honest Because I think everyone kind of had an idea That it was going to be very similar to the McCarthy thing Not in terms of how it's worked out for James McCarthy But just very similar players You give McCarthy a chance if that's going to be the case um, The guy's sitting on a four-year contract Um, The signing baffles me I don't know if it's been a favour on the basis that he he wants to play at this World Cup coming up. Um, I don't think Andrew does favours for anybody in the nicest way. That's that's not his style. No, no, fair fair enough. And I actually don't think the history with (laughs) Aaron Aaron Moyes too was too clever back in his days in charge of Australia. Um, He looked a yard off the pace when I first seen him. He now looks two yards off the pace, Ruffed. I thought yesterday. Do you know? I just thought he looked a bit slow. Until obviously him, until Ah, but obviously he's just come <laughs> on and I know he's trying to catch up with the speed of the game, but Hartsman are really exactly pressing us. And that was my worry. I, I I just think, yes, great tackle. Um the one he basically got it from under the boy's feet. Brilliant tackle. Um but there wasn't really much else for me that I don't I don't know. I I'm a I, bit unsure about him, Do you. you know I'm gonna so I'm I'm I
0: gave my judgement from being at the game I'm going to rewatch from when Moy came on Mm -hmm. and I'll get back to you lads and and I'll put out my my findings on Twitter This (laughs) post has been deleted My my extensive research Um, but I my take at the time was that it was pretty decent so we'll see where it goes Uh, Might not talk to you two for the rest of the show (laughs) (laughs) So Tino Might just go solo Um, But in general terms obviously we've covered the ins and outs the ups and downs of that game but Celtic Certainly form-wise, number-wise, we're in a good place. So four games, four wins, 100% league to the uh, start of the league campaign. I, ex- exactly, we're top of the league, no. one every no. game. Come on, lads. Yeah, uh, only one goal conceded, 36 games unbeaten.
1: Well, there, there we go, and that that's the point I would like to kind of just really touch on, is that I thought we defended excellently bar one one moment when we all get attracted to the ball and Ginelli was through, mm-hmm. who incidentally, Hearts fans are in the sure unfortunately I know a lot of jumbles. Um Hearts fans are not sure of him every time he plays against Celtic he looks dangerous he looked every every time he he looks dangerous but he he always I think he always shows something Mm -hmm. when he plays against us but Mm -hmm. apparently he's not doing that he's not doing that every week the the, the very fact they played him for a full 90 minutes when he was absolutely
0: shattered Uh, tells you he's not playing on Thursday no 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 No. they they weren't resting him no
2: he'd get get flogged I was at some point he was over on the left hand side and he's meant to be playing centre forward and their right back managed to get the ball (laughs) he'd just done that He's wanting like a, a 90 yard switch across the park. Just put his mm. hand up. The boy played it where he should be and he just done. Did, did you not see. You I'm not running.
0: I'm not running. Well, about 10 fifty minutes to go, he just went for a lie down. Aye. Did you see him? He Aye. just. Aye. just Aye. Thought, I'm,
1: I'm done.
2: Miss me out, lads. i will just taking him breather
0: <laughs> here. Um, but I think, you know, for all Robbie Nielsen's, you know, griping and moaning, they had zero shots on target. The, the chance by Janelli actually, I, I watched that back in the highlights. It was actually a very decent move. Gary mckay Stephen very involved in it and eventually plays him in. When you get. And on goal against Celtic, you need to at least work the keeper. And I thought it was a really poor attempt.
1: P- poor attempt, but I thought Celtic, other than that, defended excellently. Um Yains and, and Carter Vickers, you know, it was a fairly direct approach for Hearts when they did get forward. Um, I think they'd four or five corners in a row, which we managed to defend really well mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Hart included. Um so I think over the piece, often we wax lyrical about Celtic's attacking, playing rightly so. Uh, but considering Yens is a a relatively new but a very new partner for Carter Vickers and that our full back spend just as much time attacking as they do defending. I think when you look at the structure of the team and a lot of this to do with Kyle McGregor as well, by the way, the overall defensive display was excellent. We, we limited hearts to very few chances and, I, I, you know, often you're judging Celtic on their attacking play, especially when they're at home, but I thought I thought that the defensive structure of the team looked really, really good. Yeah,
0: I agree with that and as I say, zero shots on target and you can't just put that down to Poor play by hearts, you've got to credit Celtic for it as well, so let's move on. I'm fed up with hearts, (laughs) Paddy, you're fed up with a myth. You're always fed up with hearts, so we'll move on for that. Before we do move on to the next section, I want to let listeners know what we've got coming up on another busy week on our Celtic Exchange Plus channel. On Wednesday, we'll be releasing the launch episode from our brand new Celtic Relived series. And this very first episode, or for this very first episode, we have a very special guest from a very special time in Celtic's history. It's a brilliant episode to get started, and we're really looking forward to bringing you that one. We'll then have the pre-match show for the Dundee United game out on Friday afternoon before the post-match show from the game itself on Sunday as Celtic look to make it five league wins from five at Tannadice. If you haven't yet signed up for the Celtic Exchange Plus, you can do so now at the celticexchange.supercast.com and we're we'll, we'll offering all new listeners a free seven-day trial for a very limited time only. So to enjoy your exciting new range of shows, including this week's very special first episode of the Celtic Relived series, visit the thecelticexchange.supercast.com dot com math. Did you say free for seven days? Seven whole days That's free. That's excellent.
1: That's not bad. I, and is the episode. Why are you laughing?
0: That, I, I, you, I, you just seem very get, staged here. It's great. That's great value. Uh, uh, do you know it's, what? It's going to look like we've rehearsed this, and we definitely
1: haven't. No. Seven days free at uh, the Celtic free. Exchange Plus. Excellent. You buy one, you get one free. I said you buy one, <laughs> you get one free. Um, the Celtic Relived episode. Yeah. Y-
0: y- that was unnamed. One, I'm not going to name it. I'm not going to reveal all oh, just yet. Well, but it's the one you and I done.
1: And ah, so it's so so one. That's what I was just about to check. It's the one yeah. I done. But You're in for a you can vouch forward. for A very enjoyable hour a, a, or so. A, an emotional episode. I would say as well. The tone of it is just. I well, very rarely trips. Will you see me lost for words? But you'll you'll see it in this one.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a brilliant episode. So we're going to have that out on Wednesday. And we'll we'll have more details for you on that one. Um, Paddy, do you want to plug the show we've done, there. I just thought the way you segued into it. No, I can't beat it can't beat that can't 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 beat Brogans cheers lads the draw for the Champions League group stages that takes place at 5 o'clock on Thursday in Istanbul as Celtic take their place place amongst Europe's elite to find out who will face in this season's tournament 32 teams will be split into 8 groups of 4 and Celtic's name goes into the hat alongside the likes of Real Madrid Bayern Munich and Dutch giants PSV Eindhoven (laughs) You had it here first, Paddy. What are you hoping for from the draw? Are you going for the glamour group, or are you keen on something a bit more favourable?
1: You know that's the crawl. Man. You can't throw things like I
2: know. We crossed your legs and you said that. Just... No, we're going for it. You right. can't throw things. No, enough. that's the crawl. No, no. Big
0: advantage. See us right that, no. Paddy. What about the no. draw? Glamour draw.
2: Glamour draw. Um, give us 50-50. <laughs> give us one that we can. A team that we can definitely compete against and then give us two glamour, glamour ties give us the third place I think obviously I'd love to see try and sneak second but you know if other teams can have a run in the Europa League then why can't we
0: yeah Matt I'll give you a, a flavour of the teams that we could face so in pot one you've got the likes of Real Madrid Man City our old pals Eintracht Frankfurt great bunch of lads um, PSG <sighs> uh, pot two Liverpool Barca Juventus pot three Dortmund Inter Milan Bayer Leverkusen Pugs for last year, um, and we fall into pot four alongside Bruges and the six other teams who qualify. What's your take, my For you
1: going glamour, as you always uh, do? I think Real Madrid. That's the one we all want. I think Aye. everybody's saying it. that's the one we all want. That's my dad for um, me, but I'll, I'll ignore it for the show, Mister C. How are <laughs> we? We'll um, I, 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 think um, Real Madrid's the the one for me. Other ones, I wouldn't want Liverpool. Why not? I think we've played them twice in my lifetime. That's Enough, ah, so I don't need to see them again. Uh, well, Barca in pot two? No, I don't. Liverpool, Barca, UV, Pot two. Well, we can't, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to get real and Barca anyway because no. you can't, can't get them same nation. I am, and I don't mind you say you can work out yeah. all the permutations. No, 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 but I'm chase. just, I'm trying, I'm trying. Try, you asked me who I would like to see, I'm, I'm trying to answer <laughs> the question. I mean, I, I think that's a fairly simple premise. I, um, I don't have I mean, listen, see, be honest, you just want a draw that's like Paddy says, a combo, a glamour tie, where you know you're probably not going to win, but a, a team in there that you're always got to be able to compete with for the third place no. because it's going to be really, really difficult. The, the, the development of the team and the evolution of the team is still in its infancy. I, I, after our chat there, I, I, I do really think we need to sign another midfielder. I would no. say that's that's a glaring thing. Um, but I think the thing about the uh, the Montenegrin. Player, I apologize because I don't know how to pronounce his name. Hold oh, I'll get it fixed. I've
0: written it down, um, and I want to make I sure believe his I... first name is Side. We'll just call him Side. You and him are
1: close. Um, Side H. We'll H. H. Sabanovic. Hak Um, Sounded like an absolute Philistine, but I just I just didn't know Hak Sabanovic. <laughs> uh, he can play as a 10. Apparently I believe so. Just yeah. a chat. Which which I read this Paddy I read this uh, on a printed newspaper which I don't get very often only a Saturday for my horses okay. and um, the I thought that was maybe the angle for signing him because clearly although what I would say is if you looked at Maida's set up the goal brilliant shutting down amazing he's then also missed a very good headed chance yeah. and done one of the most bizarre fresh air <coughs> attempts at crossing the ball that I've seen in, in quite some time um, a badder got a man sent off when he came on but that was pretty much all that he did Mm. interestingly enough just a wee wee snap, a wee off tangent snippet here Dafferbet had done like a teammates thing with Juranovic and Joe Hart did you see it? yeah really good best first touch Abada yeah I
0: seen that in the debate I thought it it was really good actually that I think we're needing to bring that on to the park yeah (laughs) it's funny because we've been banging the drum for him to get the nod but when he comes on he needs to I, I thought i thought he like. just was really erratic when I, can... I thought it looked good against gilmaric last week yeah. by the green it, it was erratic when you've right. somehow dragged us back to the hearts chat i'm trying <laughs> to move on sorry, <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Sorry. sorry sorry
1: sorry i'm just i'm going right, right. to set this one like, there's words. a
0: there's a very interesting quote so we've spoken there about you know what do we want glamour tie something we can somebody we can compete <laughs> with or, or what what the the mix might be joe hart um there's a really good quote of his doing the rounds talking about and he says he hasn't got his feeling that we can just go and beat anyone, but he's certainly got his feeling that if we're together, we can take anyone on and give a good account of ourselves. He is us and we are him, so we're rolling as a unit. A bit dramatic, a bit Instagrammy and all that kind of stuff. There's probably, there's probably a be strong-arm emoji after that, buddy, but... It's
2: better than Ryan Giggs' his poems, put it that way. Oh, <laughs> Would you like to recite some of Giggsy stuff? Absolutely not.
0: Oh, my goodness. Um, but yeah, in terms of Joe Hart, he's obviously, he's a big disciple of Ange, you know, and he carries a message alongside Callum McGregor. But that's a good way to approach is isn't it? I don't, you know, whether we get Madrid or whoever we get, I don't think there's any fear within this team in terms of who
1: we'll face. No, and neither there should be because we're, we're on an upward trajectory and that's the most important thing. We're, we're, we're trying to, that's the, the attitude, I think it was the attitude Rogers tried to instill. I think in some ways he went about it the wrong way because... He he just absolutely refused to to yield for for anything. I think we, Ange, I think the way we play it is slightly more pragmatic in defence than what Rogers was. Um, albeit that the thought of being three 0 down at home to PSG and Joe Hart getting the ball off the ball boy to play it quick into somebody, you know, I I I can't <laughs> see I'm I'm absolutely buzzing to pay sixty quid for that. Um, but <laughs> I suppose it's all about mentality. Like I keep saying. How often do, do you see players that have played for us or played in, in the Scottish League and then they go and play for a team that comes and visits us in the Europa League or whatever and they suddenly look far more technically accomplished playing for that team than they ever did when they, when they play for us. Well, there's, there's a classic example. And, I mean, even well, you look well, at... Well, the, the, <laughs> don't even. So, you look at, you look at players like that and you see, as, it, as it must be mentality, then it must be how they're being asked to play. Mm-hmm. So we can't have it both ways. We can't want success in Europe and not need to go through the process of the players understanding the way the manager wants me to play under the most intense of pressure. That's where it gets tested to its very limit. Yeah. The only way we're going to learn is by going in and doing it as Andrew wants to do it. I don't think it's going to be too pretty, to be honest with you. But if it comes off, if it comes off, which it might, because I think the players quoted the saying they started believing in the Ange system under the most intensive pressure yeah. when they were playing in Seville against Betis
0: mm-hmm.
1: you never know, it could ramp it up again. I, I think in the nicest way Ange doesn't
0: play football this way, he doesn't set his teams up to play in this quite unique way so that he can beat Dundee at home. Ange's got a, a North Star, he's got a bigger picture in his head, I think he has absolutely dreamed of coaching a team in the Champions League and he's about to realise that dream over the next couple of weeks and there's no way he's changing what he's doing. Could, could you imagine? You, you know the kind of guy he is, you know the kind of principles he holds. He's not going to turn around and say, This is my absolute belief in football, this is my mantra, but we've got PSG next week, so I'm just going to park the bus. It's absolutely not happening. And, and do you know what? You wouldn't want it either. And um, you know what? We might get a couple of doings, but I can accept that if you just go out giving your all and applying this system to the best year your ability, and we'll see what it takes us.
2: One of the things we see naturally with um, the performance at home against Leverkusen, which I know we could beat 4-0, but a lot of people would walk away for that saying, we missed so many chances that game that night, you know, and, right. and it wasn't entirely, it wasn't a drubbing in that no. sense. We, we no. did kind of match up with them a, a good large portion of the game. And I think the same we bet is obviously the 4-3 game over there. And then even Leverkusen, you know, Leverkusen were all over us for pretty much 90 minutes. We will drop deeper, not through tactically, not it's just going to be the pressure that we're going to be up against. Teams are used to, you know, playing at a high tempo and, and faster leagues than what we play in. But one of the things that you can be assured of is that we'll have chances. Yeah. We will 100, With well, the way he sets up, we will 100% have chances. And it's how good our defence is on the on the night. um, And the way... That there, there seems to be a bit of a routine, a bit of a pattern, and a bit more of an understanding between our two backs and both wingers that have been starting the games. That's only good because we never had that last season as yeah. well. It was very much chop and change, and I just think that that bodes well. And in going, going into these games, that you know we, we are a bit more savvy, a bit more aware how to come up against it. Albeit it will be Real Madrid, and they will come at us pretty pretty hard, but. I just think, no, I, I definitely think there's goals in this Celtic team in the Champions League. Do you know what I think, hilarious? Just when you mentioned wingers there. It's so funny, Look, when Jota's
1: running with the ball, he is absolutely rapid. See if you ask him to turn around and chase a fullback. He's like... Did, did
0: you see when the Harts guy t- turned him inside out to ah. get to the violin? looked like an absolute ah. haddy? He's like, no, I'm not having that. Yeah. Get Defend. me going that way, lads. <laughs> Defending is not his game. No. Um... But yeah, it's going to be interesting. You talked about that 4-0 game uh, against Leverkusen at Celtic Park. I think all of us will have been at the 5-0 PSG game at Celtic Park. Yes. That was the what? biggest doing I've ever experienced. And all my time watching Celtic, you just felt you couldn't even touch the ball, Ra- let alone get Ra- near the goals. Ra- Rabiot. that Rabio was absolutely One
2: of the best headers I've ever seen for Cavani as well. Never
0: see a better header. Exceptional. And you just felt from a very early stage in that game, you were getting zero. You weren't even going to... You were doing well like in their half and you just it was a as a Celtic fan it was a really poor night Um you know really hard to go through but then you could beat 4 now by Leverkusen and it's never to accept defeat but to your point Paddy you could see something there I think you got a couple of decent chances and the... it was just a very it was a different doing. it was my favourite doing in a long time <laughs> <laughs> you know um, Keeper made a few good saves as well. Didn't aye, aye, it? aye, yeah, blinder. In terms of just the overall picture, so we've spoken about the draw and, and who we might face on Thursday, and it's it's a good one to look forward to. But from your point of view, Lance, what's your realistic expectations of our, our European campaign this year? Well, much of it
1: depend on on what that draw brings and how favourable it is. You know, what would you see as as reasonable success? I, I think much of it still depends on what we've yet to do in the transfer market as well. I don't I don't think uh, I don't think we should be finished. If we are, um. Then I would probably need to adjust my expectation I think it's next Tuesday at midnight that the
0: window closes yeah. So Does it close? It slams shut Thank there. you it slams shut So we've got, at time of
2: recording, we've got about a week-ish to go Paddy I don't think he's done I just think it's obviously finding the, the right players that are, are, are wanting to come And possibly play Champions League football And he'll maybe be waiting until the draw is made Or waiting until the, the playoffs are done to look at a few more players that he could possibly bring in um, I don't think it's done
1: if you ever needed any more evidence that Mr Lowell is still in the building, it's that he loves a wee PR coup on, on the last day of the transfer window. He loves it. We've not mm-hmm. had one in a wee but he I know obviously did. we we brought last season last season was you know we didn't we didn't know it at the time, but last season was fairly notable. Jack th- a uh, Jota,
2: Johavickers. Caravickers. I think I mean geez. But names of note, he's not had He's not had a big no, I, no,
1: he. I know. We've we not had the, the Robbie Keane, Roy Keane type thing. But what I mean by that is, I, he always likes to get a bit of business done in the last day. So there's some positive news as the window shuts. Right. He loves it. Yeah. Well, we'll see. But I mean, I will tell you something. If you're a player, what a,
0: what an incentive to come and join a club if Ange phones you up and said you'll have seen the draw there, eh? Real Madrid, Bayern, whatever. Do you I mean listening all these big names? That's every player like, across the globe, not just European footballers. Players across the globe want to feature in the Champions League yeah. and whether they want to come and use it as a stepping stone, a springboard a springboard to further success, whatever. But it's very much in Celtic's favour to put that proposition to players and it must be very helpful when it comes to
2: negotiating. hundred percent. And you've also got the World Cup to take into consideration as well. Everything's happening very quickly in the first six months. So we should be looking at players that are, you know, maybe knocking the door in an international team as well and just make sure that we, we sell it right to them. I've seen that
0: Eden Hazard needs some game time and he's not getting in Madrid. Will we just get him in? Aye. Ah, see if he Bring fancies it. Bring him in. Um, as you say, Paddy, it's a very busy time. World Cup starts on the 20th of November and in terms of the Champions League, League group games, so they start on the 5th of September. Uh, they run until the 2nd of November and basically the six group games are condensed in a in a period of just eight weeks. So it's going to be a really busy time and thick and fast and you'll need a squad capable of handling
1: that as well. Absolutely. Hence why my mind's still on Players to come in no. we, because again, given that Kyogo and Jack and Mack, I've made this point every week for about four or five weeks. They spent long periods of time out injured last year. You need another striker in there because as yet he's no fit for purpose.
0: No, no he's not. And Johnny Kenny's away to Queen's Park, yep. that, right. so good luck to him as well. Seems a good kid. Um, so the Champions League final, just saying, math it's on Saturday, 10th of June at the Olympic Stadium in Istanbul. So, you know,
1: what would be your dream trip then, lad? Sorry to play host, Tino. Um, would be your dream trip play
2: away easy to know um, I'd love Madrid I would I, like everybody's see. saying it but Aye. it'd be great fun see see, be see. see I agree I'll be,
1: I'll be going with Paddy so Oh, I, I usually have got a wee habit, didn't I? That's it, mate. You're more than welcome. Aye.
0: So, listen, exciting one on Thursday. Let's see what the draw brings, but definitely something to look forward to. Um, Next up, in terms of Scottish Premiership stuff, Celtic are at struggling uh, Dundee United, a team who are still reeling from a 7-0 doing by Azad Alkmaar a couple of weeks back. They've also had a really poor start to their league campaign, and after drawing their opener with Kilmarnock, one each, they've then recorded consecutive defeats by Livingston, Hearts, and a 3-0 home defeat. Uh, to St Mirren on Saturday I think there so math Jack Ross, decent reputation in the game you know, he's had some ups and downs but he finds himself in a really shaky position now and how do you think he's
1: going to approach that one on Sunday? Um, I think I, I think probably very similar to the way Hart's approach things I think they'll, they'll try and just keep things tight as as teams often do against us but like, like I always say, it's, it's, down to, it's down to what we do that, that that's what it comes down to it comes down to the positive intent we come out with if we move the ball quicker than like what we did on Saturday you know we still did create a lot of chances on Saturday it's just maybe the, the overall general play wasn't, wasn't deemed as as fluent as it would normally be Um, even if you play sorry um, Sunday I should say if you play the way you played on Sunday last Sunday this Sunday you'll still win lot of, I think a lot of Sundays there yeah. Um but I, th- I think you'll still I think you'll still win Um, I wouldn't be surprised though if in this type of situation done the United Razor game as it, as it can often happen so mm. we can't go there taking anything for granted we have to go there play our stuff move the ball quickly and get the game on caught some of the highlights buddy, of,
0: of the St Martin game 3-0 as I mentioned there they looked a wee bit shell shocked in general um, I was also really disappointed to see Tanadice looking really really empty after they had the full house for the, the European game and understand ups and downs but it looks like almost immediately the fans have deserted them after a, a couple of poor results what do you think? They've still got some good players in their ranks. Mm-hmm. Dylan Levitt, very good player. Scored a good goal against Celtic last year. Stephen Fletcher, uh, still playing football. I think he's about 48. Uh, and Tony Watt. But they're, they're really struggling, aren't
2: they? They are. And I think, um, having watched the the one no, nothing victory against Altmar, a team that you know we, we were up against as well and it, it took, our, took its toll against us, especially over there. Um, they, they played really well. They put, played really well at Tannadice. And... I don't think they're a bad team. I just don't think anything's clicking at the moment. Um there's a lot of chat there's a bit of a, a bit of disharmony between the, the manager and, and the and the players as well. Um they just need to get that kinda sorted. Apparently there was clearly air chats, which doesn't really spell confidence if you're coming out and telling people about that. Um but apparently Jack Ross said that him and the, the players have, have kind of buried everything and they're trying to move on. But then obviously comes the three nothing defeat uh, on on Saturday. It is a game to try and write things, you know, they'll, they'll probably set up for the draw, like most teams most teams do against us. I still think it'll be a difficult one, um, but a good test for us. Um, probably a, a bit more bit more urgency needed, in my opinion, um, yeah. on Sunday, I think, than what we, we needed against Hearts. Yeah, I think when you get to that clear in the air type talk
0: stage, it's not a... It rarely ends well, put it that way. Yeah. I think one of their biggest problems is they've not replaced Sigrist. He's, yeah. he's one of the better goalies around and he's obviously now back up to Joe Hart. I don't know the names of the fellas that have stepped in, but I think they've swapped the goalie around. but it was the one, player that they signed. One of them was really poor against Alkmaar uh, in, in the 7-0 game. Um, so, I mean, it sounds like an obvious thing, Math, but Personnel plays a huge part in that.
1: Absolutely. And I think the fact they got they got Leavitt back was, it was a, a major thing um, for him because he was one of their better players last season. But, Teams like Dundee United, if you take somebody like with would have won them many points last season just because he's he, he's a quality keeper. Um, I feel sorry for them in, in the sense that to go for the highs of that victory at Tannadice with the full house, to then absolutely thumping the next week, you know few young players in the team as well draining them of confidence, it's, it's difficult it's difficult, however sympathy's not something we should be showing them on Sunday, we just, no. we've just we got a job that we need to do we need to go out and do it, so for all United have got their woes you know, don't think there's many folk feeling sorry for us last year when we were trying to cobble ones together, right. just the simple fact is, and bear in mind that when we, when we clinched the title up at Tanadice they didn't make it easy for us either they they, no. they, they, they gave it a right go to try and, try and stop us, so um, they're capable of that type of performance the squad isn't wholly too different from f- what it was that night, so we need to get up there we need to be professional, we need to do our job and do what we do best. Yeah, I agree with that um,
0: they finished fourth last season, so a pretty solid season under Tam coach but they now find themselves second bottom with only one point from 12. Paddy, I was going to ask you about, maybe a bit of general chat on the ticket allocation for this one initially, but also in general um, I know Tanner Rice is a ground you like to visit, mm-hmm. but there's obviously a chat breaking today about St. Mirren. Um maybe you can explain a bit more about it actually.
2: Yeah, so obviously it looks like St. Mirren are, are trying to cover the cost for not opening up um the stands to both Celtic and Rangers fans. Now, if you're a supporter of these clubs, I kinda get it. You're at your home stadium and you're outnumbered by the away fans. I can kinda I can see where it wouldn't sit right. However, the money that comes in from these games and what that can do for your club then you should be you should be biting biting their hands off for it um and I think that that's what kind of St Mirren are possibly making a stance with but being able to just say to their their fans right okay we're not going to give them the allocation however we still need to make the money so if you want to if you want this to be the case then stamp up the money that we're going to lose mm-hmm. um it's quite a tough tough game to play I, I don't know how it'll, it will sit with the St Mirren fans but... Yeah
0: so, so just to clarify that The St Mirren board are saying Okay We'll not have Celtic and Rangers fans in en masse mm-hmm. But you guys need to cover the Or offset the losses That's So true. they're asking They're basically asking some fans If I've got this right To basically pay 30 quid For an empty seat 30 yeah. quid not to take a seat Is that right? Aye, yeah, that goodness. just seems utter And, and, and Don't be too dr- dramatic Cost of living crisis You know People are struggling 30 quid
2: f- To not sit in a seat I, I know I That's know. bonkers the, um, this, this then Gives them the argument though they can turn around and say if the fans kind of make an uproar against it then well we need the money from Celtic and Rangers fans mm. I've, every club that you know lives well within their means will bank that money it's, it's a very interesting move it's,
0: it's, it's Lasley that's gone to Sir not it? My uh, from Motherwell Keith Lasley and some sort of executive role I wonder if he's involved in that but that'll be interesting Paddy as you say in terms of how the St Mirren fans respond to that, they might buy into it and, and a bundle of them might say, yeah, I'll give you 30 quid for Celtic fans not to be there, which is fine. But I'd I'd be surprised if there's mass uptake on that and there'll be more empty seats and less money coming into St Mirren. And at a time when football clubs are struggling as much as anybody else, it just seems like you're shooting yourself in the foot.
2: I, I, absolutely. Um, it kind of it goes hand in hand with... Uh, you know, a lot of the arguments we're looking at some of the ticket prices that were getting quoted for away games as well just now. They're all sitting at minimum £30 for games. Um, And there was chat, obviously, what Hearts fans were getting charged 30, £32, £35 yesterday for Celtic Park. I think the club should be getting round the table make sure they're getting fans in the door and bringing it down to the 20. If not 20, obviously, we know inflation's a thing at the moment and it's, it's creeping up and creeping up 25, you know. Yeah. Get people on the seats because not in the greatest TV TV deals at the moment and all, not all games are getting aired and when they are getting aired when you're sitting looking at empty stands no wonder people aren't wanting to put the money into this league so mm-hmm. it should be made easier for the fans on that basis I
0: agree with you I think that's all spot on Paddy um, the only thing I'm struggling with is the £25 because 20 is plenty it's just a great campaign and I'm struggling that's, to 20, 25 uh, we'll need to work on that will we? Right we'll, we'll, we'll come back with that next week will come back to
2: that
0: <laughs> once I review my Aaron Moy chat um <laughs> Have any taken that in general, do you think the, the away fans,
1: you know, we need to sort this out just as a, as a league in general? I think, yes, I think it taps into the whole issue around the market in Scottish football, if I'm being perfectly honest. Right. I think what it shows is a lack of cohesion in the way that the clubs all kind of work together. Um, I understand from a competitive point of view why any football club wouldn't want to be outnumbered by the away fans in their home fixture simply because of the psychological advantage that being at home gives a team so to lose that by having the stadium filled with away fans I can understand why even a club and its supporters would want to stop that Um, it's a bizarre way of going about it to be fair Uh, and I've seen a lot of takes on Twitter around it being Celtic and Rangers for that point being entitled as to wanting the seats, I don't see it that way, I see Celtic and Rangers fans as being willing paying customers
0: to support Scottish
1: For football. for those seats it's quite a take to, to label you know Celtic Rangers fans as entitled for wanting to go and watch their team I, do, I don't I really don't understand somebody will need to explain that to me Wild. I've seen it you know somebody somebody for Port Glasgow say was criticising St and they said oh, well you drive by Morton Stadium and Um, our stadium we go to Celtic Park or or, or Ibrox that is completely irrelevant it's completely irrelevant you support your team because you support your team for whatever your reasons are that's down to you personally it's absolutely nobody's business if it's to do with your local team or not there's other ways you can go and support your local team for me this is just fundamentally down to understanding what the market is in Scotland what the best supported teams are and therefore the games that are the best attended pretty much guaranteed if you open up three quarters of the stadium to practically any team in Scotland bar or Rangers it won't sell out mm-hmm. I think the exception that might be the jambles I think they, they've got quite a high season ticket uptake this season um, but for most other stadiums it wouldn't sell out so commercially you know a lot of people a lot of commercial managers different clubs will be coming at it from that angle where they're wanting to give more away tickets away just because they sell more and of of have an impact on budgets you know, what the club can afford in wages that season and possibly the next season. You take that away, can, can the Scottish clubs out with Celtic Rangers afford to lose that revenue? Can they? Hmm. I, I, don't, I don't think they can. But if they would rather spite Celtic Rangers and, and lose the income for the sake of a competitive advantage, I, I get it, but I, I think it might be a, a silly move in the long run. Yeah, somebody was saying it cost Kelly best part
0: of or potentially cost them best part of 250 grand in lost revenue not to open up the stands to Celtic last week quarter of a million you'll have Celtic twice guaranteed this season you'll have Rangers twice there's a million pounds Kilmarnock Football Club for example are saying no. that's criminal and when there's an opportunity there to bring that money in that would cover your your wages and then some of- you,
1: you say that though but my, my pushback on that is is it criminal if that's what the fans are demanding because ultimately football clubs are in effect it'll be ran as well as it can be by individuals in the board, but you're answerable to the fans. So if they don't like a manager, they'll push back in that. If if, if they have backed that, mm-hmm. then you can see why the clubs are turning that around. It's strange and it's bizarre, but they're actually turning it around the fans and saying, right, okay, okay, we're about to retain that competitive advantage. How are we going to make up that income? Aye. But as usual, as always happens in football, who do you turn it back to? The fans. Aye. It's yeah. the fans that are always a cash cow. It's the mm-hmm. fans that you're always taking the money from. And that that's, that's what football's problem is. And why is that, is that the problem? Because we don't have the investment at the top level because the money's not filtering down.
0: Mm. And it, can, it feeds into our chat last week about yeah. not bringing enough money in the game through TV deals and otherwise. So it's an interesting one. Do you want to make a final point out, Paddy, if you get something to... No, no, I'm good. You look like you were about to <laughs> c- come at me again. <laughs> no I'm um, But yeah, it's a very interesting move by Sir Murren. So we'll see the response to that from our fans and we'll see how this starts to play out as the, as the season goes. Moving back very briefly uh, to the Dundee United chat. So we obviously get track their way away allocations. Do you think we'll see much change? Muff in the lineup. Celtic have, for the first time in a long time, gone with the same team for the last three games, and and it's not because we've got injuries or it's enforced. Angie's just decided to go with a settled team. So I'll come to you first. Party any take on on what we'll do? will Hatati slot in. Is that the obvious one? Anything yeah, else you might see? I think the Hatati will replace Tumble. Anything else? Anything up top? Jackal um, banging the door.
2: No, no. Um... Stevie pointed out to me last night, Kyogo, since he's returned, scored seven and eight.
0: Not to be a... I don't know what the word is, but Kyogo's changed his agent. Have you seen that? I did, aye. I did. I don't know what the word is. Well, I did it in later on, but uh, harbinger of doom. Uh, <laughs> That's three words. Aye, um, uh, he's changed his agent. Don't know if that means anything. He might renegotiate his Celtic or he might go to Southampton party. just
2: hoping he has a poor World Cup. Oh, oh. so <laughs>
0: That's a strange way to it. He doesn't go
2: anywhere in January. Yeah
0: but he comes back a wee bit
1: unmotivated My um, <laughs> for yourself do you see much change for the United game? I think Hitati or as my wee boy calls him Tati, will come back in um, I think he'll come in for either Turnbull or Riley. I can't see another change and I think um, pretty notable uh, performance from Jens oh. at the weekend there or Sunday I thought he was excellent yeah. really good near bar one Attempted clearance, he kind of sclaffed. Other than that, I think that was the one the one thing that he did. Other oh, than that, I thought he was. What about his shot and goal? He, sh- he should have scored, or he should at least have hit get, shot, but he's a target. I, I, I think know. he's left
2: footed as well, is he? I, is he? I think so. No, no, no like, is he
1: he's right
0: footed, but very comfy on his left. And no, one of on joke. One of on that lot. The one thing I was it, going it, to it, say it, about. He didn't half hit it. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I was going to say about Jens was, I think he's far more comfortable in the ball moving forward than Starfelt. But I think Starfelt looks to me like a better defender. And mm. I think that's the rub. You know, you need to make your call yeah. on that as, as to what you do for yep. you Ange. But I think when you're at home to hearts, you would rather have the better ball player, just to be honest with you. Because Starfelt and Cattard you're not going to come under the cost, generally speaking, at home, domestically. So, for me, Jens is the man just now.
2: We never really had the luxury of being able to rotate the centre-halves last year. And mm. I know, like we all say, that's probably something Ange doesn't do. But I wouldn't be surprised if he does this season. I, yeah. I, I think that... We will see a bit of a mix up. He's
0: th- now he's now got genuine options against yeah. coming in. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think Welsh has
1: shown that he can he can step in as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Agreed.
0: Um Mif, do you want to give us a scoreline prediction for Tanadice? 3-0 Celtic. 2-0, Celtic. 2-0 Celtic. I'm also 3 0 Celtic. So they'll make it tough. Listen, Jack Ross is scrapping for his his job, to be honest with you. Um I don't expect them to open up, but I just think Celtic are going to be too good for a team that are feeling the pressure at this moment in time. Um just a couple of extra bits of news, so, or AOBs if you like, so we've obviously touched on, set, how do you say it, Muff? The new signing?
1: What? The new signing? Uh, I, no, i was still laughing at AOB, but it's, it's, like, it's like a team meeting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You finished with sandwiches? Go and take them out to trips, if <laughs> want. So, Hak Ivanovic, I
0: don't know if I've got that right like or not, Paddy, uh, and revealed after the game that we're very close to making him our... Next signing and his 20th signing since he came in, so I've just signed 19 players so far. Um, the 23-year-old winger is a Montenegrin international and it looks like he'll be taking the same route to Celtic Park that Carl Starfelt took, coming from Ruben Kazan in Russia. Any chat on him, No, but I've been to Montenegro. It's lovely. Right, cool. Paddy? <laughs> Delighted for you. Paddy? Um, I've not been to Montenegro. Right, cool. Um, we'll see how that one goes, but I've i feeling, as you lads said, he's maybe not the last transfer to come in right. uh, as the window comes to a close. Slam yeah. shut. There's a, there's a quote from Angie I want to finish on. Um, I just picked up on it today. And in terms of transfers and ongoing progress at the club, Angie had the on words to say, We can't stand still and we're still building. Every now and then I glance at the diary and I'll go back 12 months. And if you go back 12 months from today, you're going to have a very different picture of what our football club looked like. We've made a hell of a lot of progress, hell of a lot of progress, but we are still at the beginning. I'm still building a team, building a game style, building an environment. There is still work to be done. Just because you've had success or it looks like things are going well, it's not the time to stand still. I still know there's a lot of work to be done and my ambitions for this football club are very strong in terms of making sure we can be the best we can be. And it's very strong words by Ange and it's very encouraging, Paddy. So just your final thoughts on that and any final comments for this week.
2: Yeah, I yeah. think he knows that there's there's still some room for improvement. And um, I think he will be looking at these games we've had in August and he'll realise, right, we, we need to bolster it up a wee bit more, give ourselves a wee fighting chance for, for a wee run in, the, in Europe this season. And, and, you know, attempt to try and do something. Finishing second would be incredible. We, we, we would obviously bite our hand off for that. But yeah, just a team competent enough to go and try and finish third I think that's what we'll be after
0: yeah and I think that would be decent success yeah Miff I've seen you loving watching me struggle with that quote there (laughs) tripping over my words a wee bit so what's your own final thoughts
1: I do enjoy that you know I must say that's one of my my favourite things in the podcast Um, listen I just love the man back him buckle up enjoy the ride yeah, that's a good way to finish
0: as any. So, Celtic now find themselves with a bit of space at the top of the table following the weekend's results, but Ange Postacoglu is thinking of nothing else but the next fixture as he and his players now turn attentions to Dundee United on Sunday. It's a ground Angela fond memories of having clinched the league title there last year, but for now the only focus will be to pick up another three points. Thanks to Muffin and Paddy for joining me in today's show, and as always, our thanks to you for tuning in. Remember to sign up at the Celtic Exchange.Supercast.com to begin your free seven day trial of the Celtic Exchange Plus and to listen to our brilliant new episode of Celtic Relived from Wednesday. But in the meantime, from all of us here, we'll see you again very soon.
1: Podcast Network.